This episode is powered by Flex Chargers. This is officially legit. Episode 21 out here. 21 wow. episodes in. Our our podcast is of legal age. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought about it like, you know, how we hit, we hit episode 20 last week. Like, we probably should have made the first season 20 episodes. So that way we could be like, oh, episode, you know, episode 20, 21, I mean, new season. Whatever. We're here. <laughs> Oh, um, Matt, please insert um, some sound bit, sound bites of 21 Savage going 21, 21, 21. 21. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So this is Kat, a.k.a. a buried treasure of Tampa Bay. Thank you, Creative Loafing, a.k.a. Kat and Katana, an unstoppable force in Mortal Kombat, a.k.a. the ninth member of Ocean's 8. I just, you know couldn't fit it into my schedule aka if your protest has a vip area you got to rethink your priorities and yes i'm talking about the women's march aka filipina colada you already know it's your boy wilson aka the unicorn hive is furious that chris Porzingis didn't make the all-star team starting lineup even after he was voted unanimously by all the players and coaches fuck the process aka the mio personal. My from is from Santo Domingo. I'm no fucking baby, I'm a fucking man. AKA, 2018 is a year of my season three version of George Smith. AKA, lately I've been finding a bunch of similarities between Dexter and Mr. Robot, and I feel woke as fuck right now. AKA, the weather is fantastic right now. Let's vibe and listen to House of Balloons in my balcony while we laugh and ignore all your friends texting. Wow. That was a good intro. Thanks, thanks. I did it like about an hour ago. <laughs> so how was your how was your week, Wilson? My week is pretty good. Um again, I'm gonna be repetitive until we actually announce it. Well we only have like a week left anyways. Um, you know, I said that we were gonna announce a rolling loud lineup in January. So expect that very, very soon. Um it's it's a big week coming up for us. Uh, you know, we're crunching down to the end of the month. Um, very excited on uh, the outlook of this lineup. Um, it looks good. It looks really good. Um, I think that uh, people people are gonna um, definitely. It's gonna be a crazy week. Watch, but when we're gonna record next Sunday, we're gonna talk about how stress stress and. Um, let's do an update. Actually, let's do an update. Right now, I have. 791 unread text messages. Who are they from? Remember are they people like asking Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what do you mean, who are they from, Ken? Why are you trying to put me out there like that? No, what I'm saying is, are they like all asking about Rolling Loud? Are they all people? Uh, so it, it's a good mixture. I would say like 25% of people asking for Rolling Loud. Another 15% of like people that I don't want to do business with. Another like 10% of people that I forget to like text back and stuff. And it's just like they get lost in the shuffle. And then everybody else is just like girls that I'm ignoring. Um, but like, wow. uh, yeah, it, it happens. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, but let's circle back about my text next week so we can see by next Sunday what that amount is. What number was it? What was the number? 791 or something like that. 791, yeah. 
Um, and uh, yeah, let's circle back to see how much it is next week because um, yeah, with the uh, with the lineup dropping more than likely this week, um, and the prices dropping, I can see everybody coming out of the woodwork. You know. And are you saying like you're gonna be in like a cave, tr- ignoring people because you're trying to get shit done? Well, I, I, to be real, like this is gonna be a really hectic week in general. Mm-hmm. So like it's gonna be partially that I don't want to answer everybody. And another part is that I just can't. I'm going to be kind of busy. Um, but yeah, no, this 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 is a big important week for all of us coming up. Um, there are I, high expectations out there. Oh, really, for sure. For the really sure. loud um, lineup last year was like there was no there was no other lineup like that ever that's ever happened. And oh. so people are like excited to see what you're going to bring this year. I'm excited too. And Are you gonna if, do? If it wasn't for my NDA, I definitely drop a hint right now. But you already know. Yeah, shout out, We're to shout out to Brian the lawyer who listens to the podcast, and I would definitely be fucked if I if I spilled any beans. Can you tell us if after the lineup you'll announce like special guests afterwards? What do you mean? Like, I remember when Gucci Mane was added mm-hmm. last year, and it was like after the lineup. Like it was clo- really close to the festival. Like, is yeah, that going to happen sure. again? Um, it could. It could. Like, I we we weren't able to predict Gucci Man actually coming until like the day before we announced it. You know, mm. it was just sort of like uh, we came to an agreement like that week. You know, so um, same thing with YG. Um, but yeah, you never know. Like people, that's the thing about Rolling Loud. Like the lineup is so big, the festival is so big that people want to come and perform. You know what I mean? So I'm sure. We're, we're gonna get some guests. Who knows? Maybe the Beebs will come back out. You know, the Beebs. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, and did you add Gucci Mane because you had to like make an adjustment to the lineup, like a last minute adjustment, or was it like something that so, you're continuously trying to add people? What, what happened is, um, Kevin Gates. We had him on the lineup last year, and we found out two weeks prior that he was staying in jail. He wasn't gonna get out. Um, we were told that he was getting out, but then another charge happened and he got put into jail. Um, so um, we had a choice. We didn't have to fill that slot. Like we were already, we already had too many artists as it is. Like we had to do a lot of maneuvering for time slots. So we could have, it could have done us a favor not to add him. But you know, the the cards kind of aligned the right way to add Gucci Man and YG in, in in his spots, basically. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you know, I, you know, I'm not, you know, knock on wood. I'm not, I'm not wishing anything bad. But like with hip hop, you never know if something bad could happen. I mean, we just saw what happened to Kodak Black, you know. Darn. And um, yeah. So like, anything could happen at any point in time. And we're always on, we're always on the lookout to make better moves for the festival, anyways. Yeah, that's it. Seems like it's a of. Uh, Road full of surprises. Like it is. It is. for the for the rolling louds in California, weren't there like didn't you have issues with people getting arrested <laughs> too? Um did I? Or was it the last year's rolling loud? Maybe it was No, it was last year's year. Yeah, because Kodak got arrested last year before Miami Rolling Loud too. Um no, no for the California ones it actually went relatively smooth. We didn't have to replace anybody except uh 
No, um, oh yeah, we took PNB Rock out of the Bay Area one because he was involved in a little B fight the day before, and we replaced him with Krayshawn. I remember that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, so other than Rolling Loud, are you, yeah. um, is your so, life 100% Rolling Loud now, or do you have other things going on? Well, um, to be real, like, until we, until we get this lineup out, like, it is 100% my life right now. I, um, this entire week I've been, if I'm not at the office working, I'm having lunch and dinner meetings working, I'm at home working, um, it's literally been rolling out. I wish I had more exciting things to say with that. But I think with this week, with this week being the big week, might get a strip club story or two this week, you know? You never know. You mean like, like a New York strip club? <laughs> what? Because you always talk about like the food at strip clubs. Oh, so, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, I, I don't eat steak at the strip club, so. Let's keep it 100. It's wings, uh, lobster tail, and uh, cheesecake. That's why would you? Why, why would probably. you eat a steak at a strip club, but you would eat a lobster tail? Well, I mean, I I don't want to say that the steak is not good. It's just like you know, I don't I don't want I don't want to eat something that requires me to like really sit down and eat it. You know what I mean? Sort of thing. Like lobster tail, eat it on the go. Get me on the fly, sort of thing. You, know? you eat lobster tail on the go. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like something that I got to like fork I and don't. knife it, you know? What? How do you eat lobster? <laughs> you don't fork and knife lobster tail? I just, I'm just, now I'm just picturing, now I'm just picturing Wilson like on the go, like on a cell phone and also like he has lobster tail on the other hand and he's just. <laughs> <laughs> you just fork, you, you just fork a lobster tail. You don't fork and knife it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. All right, well, now I'm hungry for lobster. Mm. But so what else, what else did you have going on? No, that was it for me, to be real. It's just been filled with Rolling Loud. Wow, what a boring guy. Yeah, right? I'm just terrible. Look, 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 look at me not having fun. <laughs> Your shirt seems, it looks pretty fun. It has, um, it looks like it has a bear um, in the Drake uh, yeah. Hotline Bling video. This is like my mood this month, this year. We'll take. Well, make sure that we post that shirt on the Facebook page. Okay. <laughs> How was your week? Um, my week was really busy. Um, staying late after work, making sure we get shit done. You know, we're coming back from Christmas, so you know everyone's like needs to get their get their shit done and design and their websites up and. Um, everything is like opening now. Everything has to go to print now. Everything has to go live now. So, um, it's been hectic, but still managed to actually go out. And <laughs> so Matt and I went to, we went out to dinner and we got serenaded by a mariachi band. It was really lovely. And then, but it was kind of awkward because we did not have any money to tip them, but oh well. <laughs> Like they, we, we were at sitting at the restaurant and they were like going to each table and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, let's have them sing to us. And then like we were, the guy was asking us what type of music if we wanted to hear a specific song, and we we're like just going back and forth. And it wasn't until later in the conversation that the guy with the big guitar with the sign that said tips on it came in. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then Matt whispered to me, he's like, do you have money to give them? But we didn't. So I just smiled 
a lot and visibly appreciated the performance because it's all that I could give them. <laughs> Meanwhile, Matt did not make any eye contact oh with gosh. any members. Because <laughs> it is kind of awkward though when when you're being sung to. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, do you like it was? They decided to do a love song because we were like on a date, whatever, and um. But it's like, do I look at Matt the whole time or do I look at the guy singing to me? Is it weird that if I look at the person singing because he's singing a love I don't know. There was a lot. I would have had him I would have had him do congratulations by post Malone, like they did at Rolling exactly. Loud. Yeah, we didn't think about that until afterwards. It's like, man, they probably they probably saw the video because it's like Yeah, right. <laughs> no, uh, Matt wanted them to do Rockstar, because it's like <laughs> Rockstar by Plus Malone. It wouldn't be the first time that a Mariachi band covered him. But um, then afterwards, you're we like, let's go to Larry Parkade, play some arcade games. And and the band, the Nervous Girls, were playing, which is awesome. They're like a girl group here, girl punk girl group. Um, and um, that was awesome. And we realized, OK, you're going to totally judge, judge me for this. But that we realized that was the first time that Matt and I like went out in 2018, like after 10 p.m. Well, I the reason why I won't judge you on that is because uh -huh. is because uh, you know all right you started the year off tired because you came from the trip you were busy with work and all that you know what I mean we're only we're only half a month I'll give you leeway from I'm not making fun of you. Wow. Now, now, if this was if this was like February, you would you would have caught this this roast. You would have caught this roast. But okay, yeah. okay. Oh wow! All right. So I feel a lot um, less lame than I thought I was gonna feel. But arcade was <laughs> arcade was awesome. Um, at first, we went there and we didn't have any quarters, and it's like wow, the one thing that we need to play these games. But then we found out, or I was like, man, we're gonna have to like look on the ground and try to find some spare change. <laughs> under the machines um but actually you can get like you can get quarters at the you just have to you can get it on your card get it through your card so that was cool we played mortal kombat i won three times in a row all right so when you say you won three times does that mean you only played three times no okay so okay. you're not talking about the times that you lost too okay so okay when we, we played it probably about like Let's see, maybe seven times, six, six times, maybe five or okay. six times. And then, um, but I won three out of those times in a row. <laughs> and that was towards the end of the night. So I had to, you know, get used to it. I had to like figure out how to get the hand placement on the buttons, the optimal <laughs> hand placement so I could get like my fingers to reach each button when I needed them. Um, but yeah, you know, I picked it up pretty fast. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and then we also played Mrs. Pac-Man, which is my other favorite, and NBA Jam, but that was a disaster. <laughs> so Cat posts on Instagram that she was about to out-rebound. <laughs> out-rebound Matt on NBA Jams. <laughs> um, I learned that word last week from the Cat Takes on Sports segment. And see, that's how you can tell that I'm actually absorbing the material because I'm using the words casually in conversations. And that's how you know, you really, you have to apply them in everyday life. <laughs>
In the past week, Kat has learned uh, out rebound and yeet, and she's used them both this week. <laughs> yeah, I I learned what smashing her yeets means, um, <laughs> and I used I used it correctly, didn't I? You did use it correctly, absolutely. Okay. Well then. <laughs> um, and then the next day, what did I do yesterday? You know, de- deposited some checks. <laughs> it's very. <laughs> It was very productive. Um, got any stereo in my car. So, um, fun fact: the Toyota Corolla 2010 has a very shitty stereo system. And for like two or three years now, every time I would want to like, it would go through the stages where like I would try to change the st- radio station or try to uh, hit the aux button, um, and it would just turn off. <laughs> and that was my oh. life. That was my life for like three years. Um. And then now, like the aux came, it would just like would not work. So I would only listen to the radio. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> and that's how it was for like maybe the past six months. It was just the radio all the time. And I mean, it was kind of cool because, like, you know, I would get so desperate for <laughs> music that I would like land on like an oldie station and and be like, oh, like Earth, Wind, and Fire, that's cool. Or like I would go on a local station and I would discover a song that I've never heard before. But usually, I was that is my fear. That is my number one fear, actually. I'm drowning and dying. That's your number one. Well, like as of my life right now, yes, I have to drive yeah. on the Howard Franklin every day. My so number I'm... one fear is getting hit by a, an airplane from the sky. It falls on my head or something. That is I, I very fear, unlikely. I, I fear a lot of other things in driving. Driving, you know, driving off the bridge. I would not fear that because I would never drive off the bridge. You don't think? I mean. You don't think it's likely that you think it's more likely for it's an airplane not, to fall down on you than yeah. driving off the bridge? For sure. For sure. I would never drive off a bridge. <laughs> okay, well I'm not saying intentionally drive off the bridge, but like for example, when you're driving on 275, there is an accident. There's a one to two to three accidents every day. Like that's just how it is. How many of those accidents are driving off a bridge though? Not very often, but I'm just thinking like, you know, it could happen, which is terrifying. Exactly. I do not want to a drowning would probably be the worst way to die. <laughs> Stuck in your car. Anyways, um that wasn't supposed to get so dark. Um <laughs> I got a new stereo and it lights up, it changes colors. <laughs> it changes colors. Um and it has Bluetooth, so I don't have to connect an aux cord anymore. We're living in the future, baby. Shout <laughs> hey, um, out to you. Now yeah. you can listen to the podcast in your car. Yes, yeah, and shout out to Matt because he's the one who actually bought it. So, hey. and set up, set up the uh, set up, set up appointment. Set up, um, set up. Mm-hmm. Then <laughs> after that, you know, um, did something that's a surprise, and then after that, did another thing that's a surprise. <laughs> I did two things that are surprises. For the world that I'm not gonna get into. Okay. Wait, can we talk about the second surprise? Because you're involved with the second surprise. No, we can't talk about that surprise. Okay. Not well, yet. I not do want to. I do want to talk about how. Hey, I was featuring creative loafing this week. Yes. Yes. Shout let's out talk to about me. That. Shout out to me. Shout out to you. Nobody else so, for you. Just me. So. Um, not anybody else. The creative. <laughs> Creative Loafing, <laughs> Creative Loafing um, released their art, Spring Arts um, edition this week. 
and they had a categories of buried treasures, you know, people you need to check out in this area. And I was in the music section, even though I, I'm not technical. Well, I, I can play the piano, but I'm, I'm not known for that. I'm far from being known for that. Um, <laughs> but it's really cool because they included me because of like, I do a lot of like artwork for shows and like logos for uh, musicians and producers and stuff. So that was awesome. And I'm hoping to do more music related design stuff this year. Um, you know so your price went up. Cut the check. Anybody want artwork to talk to Cash? Five hundred dollars to talk to Cash. She's published. All right. I'm published now. Yeah. Um, so thanks, Graham Loafing, for including me. That was really awesome. And it was probably like. Um, I want to include the way I love the way that um, I was written. <laughs> I sounded I sounded so delightful. I, I, I read it. And I'm like, wow, I sound adorable. <laughs> um, and I'm like, man, I want to make this my LinkedIn bio. Is that lame? <laughs> I might do it. Oh, man. Just do it, run it. Yeah. Um. So that was my week. Yeah. Yeah, you had an exciting week. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I'm like, I'm like pretty tired now. So that I'm glad that, you know, I made the most of each day. Um, later on today, I'm going to, um, do more work. So. Sounds good. So, uh, something else that happened this week is that our government is shut down. And everybody check on Leslie. Nope. Yes. Um, yeah, so our government shut down and coincidentally, it's also Trump's one year anniversary of being president. And <laughs> apparently, um, Trump was very, was like low key upset. Well, I don't know how low key upset. He was just like in private quarters. He was complaining that, you know, I'm supposed to have this one year anniversary party <laughs> at, um, what's that fucking place that he goes to? Um, McDonald's in Florida. No, <laughs> um, he does eat a lot of McDonald's. He apparently. loves fish fillet. Yeah, he loves fish fillet. Apparently. Um. Yes, but no, the place Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. In Florida, he was supposed to have like a really nice like party to celebrate his one year anniversary. But since the government shut down, he was like complaining, like, you know, is this going to interfere with my one year party? <laughs> Oh man, where's his priorities? That's crazy. He has no priorities, but um, the government shut down because they couldn't figure out um, a budget for this year. And um, so as a result, some things are gonna be closed. Like, well, the panda cams in the National Museum or National Zoos is going to be turned off, unfortunately. Oh no. <laughs> um, but and like there are some people that are like not gonna have a job for yeah. a while until the government is not shut down. I feel like it's gonna um, be good, like on Monday to be real. Tomorrow on Monday, uh, tomorrow I don't know because I heard that things are like closed for sure on Monday. But you know what I found? Okay. What I, I mean, found it'll get fixed on Monday. Is what I'm saying. So they'll, they'll be back oh. to work on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um. I know that they are still trying to figure out what they want to do with immigration. Um, and Chuck Schumer 
um, was talking about how like frustrating it is to work with Donald Trump because he met one on one with him. And what he does apparently is like, it seems like he's agreeing with you and like, are he's willing to compromise? But then um, he'll just like suddenly switch positions at the end. And then he said, negotiating with President Trump is like negotiating with Jello. <laughs> um, that's funny. So we'll that's see. Good. I mean, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll it'll end. They'll never reach an agreement, and it'll just become a dystopian future that maybe was inevitably going to happen. But do you know something that I learned about government shutdowns? I did not know. What? So obviously, like you have your essential essential things that stay open, like the TSA and, and the post office, like they still continue running during a shutdown. And then you have less essential things like parks and stuff. Well, some parks remain open, but like some museums might be closed and stuff. Mm -hmm. But the military, they're considered an essential, an essential thing. To, but the people that are working in the military don't might not get paid during the shutdown, even though they have to stay open. Okay. Isn't that interesting? That's like, insane. Yeah. Like, and I would have not expected that because the military gets such a huge um, amount of money. Like, they get a huge portion of the budget, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's just interesting that they're considered essential, but the people that are actually in the military won't get paid during a government shutdown. So that's just, you know. So where does it go? Mm, to President Trump's Mar-a-Lago bash. Yeah, right. And to all the fish fillet he wants. Yeah. So um, we'll see how long this goes. Um, but happy anniversary, Trump. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly, uh, we made it through one year. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's impressive for us. It's impressive for us that we we survived a year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like barely making it. I mean, yeah. Puerto Rico is like is some areas are just now getting electricity. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the most part they still need help. Um there's still like millions of like people who are not sure what their status is gonna be. Um so but you know, obviously Trump just cares about his the women's march happened again this because the first march was last was last year, right after Trump got inaugurated, and then you know they had another one during his anniversary, and of being president. Um, and obviously, you know, the women's march is largely against Trump. Um, but he tweeted yesterday, "Beautiful weather all over our great country. A perfect day for all women to march." Get out there now to celebrate the historic milestones and unprecedented economic success and wealth creation that has taken place over the last 12 months. Lowest female unemployment in 18 years. What is wrong with that guy, man? Man, he's really trying to take a situation and completely right. reverse it. Like, no, no one there likes you. It's like, he, it's just terrible. Like, he, I wonder if he really actually thinks that people like him. Like, he does. You, you think that he really believes that? That's the worst kind of liar and the worst kind of fraud is the ones that actually believe in their own shit. You know what I mean? Like, because mm -hmm. could you imagine um, having like millions of people holding protests against you, and you try to flip it around and be like, 
They're obviously celebrating all of the successes of my presidency. <laughs> um, what a bold, bold face lie. But um, yeah, so, but we made it. You're right, though. We made it through one year. I, we still have three years left, though. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe, maybe. I, I don't predict that he makes it to year three. Really? Yeah. One out of two things will happen. He'll either get impeached, either get impeached, or he's gonna step down. Oh, yeah. I feel like I could probably see him stepping down. I think, to be honest, um, the way that things are going, it seems like he's getting a lot of pressure going from a lot of different directions. And I think that uh, for the better of himself, he might step down. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think he's also realizing that he doesn't like this job very much. Yeah. Like, it's not all the glamour and, like, power. Well, power, yes, but it's not the respect that he thought he was going to be getting. Quick side note. You know his son, like, the oldest one? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Doesn't he look like a possum? <laughs> Are you talking about um, Eric Trump? No, nah, it's like... like I think his name is Donald Trump also. Donald Trump Jr. is the little one. Oh, well, whichever one it is, it looks like a possum. Oh, just kidding. I am a, I am a, a moron, so, and I can't even say moron. So, yes, yeah, Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, he looks like a possum. It's crazy. Like, like, like legit, if, if, if you turn into a possum into a human, like, he looks like a possum. Insane. I, I, I can't, I can't unsee of, it now. I can't unsee it now. I think it's his lack of chin. Yeah. Like, the way, like, the nose is, like, set up. Kind of sticking out. Yeah. Um, yes, but would you rather look like a vampire, like Eric Trump? Yeah, Eric Trump doesn't look a vampire. He looks like one of them Twilight boys. No, I think he looks more like, um, like the original vampire from, like... The early, you know that movie where the vampire is bald and he has like bat ears. He looks like that type of vampire. <laughs> I can't pronounce it, but I know what you're talking about. It's something with an N. Vampire movie. If you can figure out what movie, oh, it's like Nosferatu. He looks like yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah, that's what it is. I was gonna say Nofus <gasps> too, but I don't, I, I don't know what Nofus two is. I don't know what. Like no, fist two. You're, miss you're missing a couple letters there. I'm missing a couple letters, yeah. Classic movie, though. Classic movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, we made it, though. One year. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, But, you know, who else is a Trump supporter? And it's a good segue to our cat takes on sports. Cat takes on sports. So Tom Brady, um, you know, today actually, in a couple hours, uh, the Jaguars from Jacksonville are facing the Patriots from New England in the playoff game. Nobody thought would happen. So I asked Cat to do a little research on it and let's see what she found out. Take yes. it away. Kat. So um you know, Tom Brady's hand is still kind of messed up. Um, and apparently, this sounds gross, but he was, like, practicing and stuff. And, like, he had stitches on his hand and, like, he was still playing. And I'm like, oh, that sounds gross. 
Um, but he still kept going. Um, so we'll see if that really affects their performance at the game. <laughs> um, and then Blake, Blake Bortle. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. Blake, Blake Bortles. <laughs> he is the quarterback for Jacksonville Jaguars. And I actually knew about him before I was tasked with this assignment because I watched the show The Good Place. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars, aren't they kind of like the underdog? They are. They're, they definitely... They are the underdog, obviously, because the Patriots have been going to the Super Bowl. This, If they go to the Super Bowl, it'll be like the eighth time they've gone, something like that. So, um, but, I mean, with this whole Tom Brady hand situation, we'll see. Um, but then I also saw that Jacksonville Jaguars, they didn't even work on their defense because they have like a <laughs> – they. They, um, I'm pulling up my notes. <laughs> um, you know, you know, a word, you know, we're uh, acronym that I was trying to figure out. What does ATS mean? Um, I don't know. You know All right. I, so I, I, gotta, I, I gotta see one where it was police, where it's police. I don't know. It's, they're just talking about like, Jacksonville is one to four ATS in their last five games after allowing less than 90 yards rushing in their previous game. That means nonsense to me. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> they're one and four. They're one and four. The record is one and four in the last in, in those last games. So um I still don't know what that means, but okay. Um oh yes, yeah, so I so it's not actually the defense that <laughs> needs work, apparently, but you know, according to this article, the inherent problem with the Jaguars is that they have a one-dimensional offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and what dimension is that? Oh, <laughs> uh, Blake Bortles, you know, has to keep drop, continuously drop back to pass. <laughs> then the game is, oh, wait. If, <laughs> if Blake Bortles has to continuously drop back to pass and the game is over. I don't know what a drop back is. And I'm honestly just reading what it says in this article. <laughs> all right. So we, we, we got we to gotta look at what drop back is later on. But Yeah. What does a right, drop cool. back mean? A drop back means Wait, like. Let me guess. Let me guess. Can I guess what it means? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. So it's a drop back when like, okay, the quarterback is about to throw it, but then he decides um, not to throw it and decides to run with it. Close, close. Actually, you're not far from it. You're not far from it. So a drop okay. back is when when the quarterback instead of instead of um doing it on all right. So a shotgun, right? A shotgun is when the quarterback doesn't stand close to the guy passing him the ball. He's a few feet back, and they throw him the ball. A drop back is when he gets right underneath the guy to get the ball and then drops back to throw it. Like he he pulls back. He pulls back to throw it. Oh, um, right, right. So yeah, you're close. You're close, but um, yeah. Anything else about the the Jaguars and the Patriots? Well, they're just you know they're saying that he can't keep doing that because I guess that's predictable or something. Okay. But cool. um, people are kind of worried because like Tom Brady's hand and everything, and they he hasn't really been talking about like I guess the status of it. But it seems like he's doing okay. But which which is kind of like I guess kind of sad. And this is for someone who doesn't is really unfamiliar with all this stuff. But like. 
if the Jaguars were to beat the Patriots, would the Patriots not really count it because it's like you wouldn't have won if Tom Brady was at 100%. Oh, you know, you already know the fans. The fans would say that. That's for 100% for sure. The, 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 fan, the Patriots fans are the most arrogant fans ever. Ever. Okay. All right. See, I'm like – Getting okay. into the culture. So, well, let's get your prediction, Kat. What, what's gonna? Who's gonna win the game? What's the final score? Well, you know they, the the final score. Who's gonna win the game? And let's predict the final score. Um. Okay. I don't even know how you can predict a score. What do that you seems mean? very specific. Oh yeah, this is stuff that people do. <laughs> stuff that people do. But it's like the, those are specific numbers. Like it's like the lottery. How can you even? I don't even know. Right. How to deal with. Okay. So, you know, what? I'm gonna go with the underdog because I believe in them. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars are gonna win, mm-hmm. and it is going to be. Uh, <laughs> Keep in mind, a touchdown is seven points, and a field goal is three points. So it all has to be like divisible by those numbers. <laughs> but so, aren't some that don't? I don't want you to say something like sixty-seven to fourteen. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, what about like fifty-six to forty-nine? Okay, we're gonna have a high-scoring game. All right, Jaguars <laughs> are predicted to be to win. By fifty six to forty nine, I have it written down. I have it written down, and we'll, we'll circle back to this next week. Wait, 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 what were you gonna say? I was gonna say something like around twenty one fourteen. Oh, that's a big difference. <laughs> or twenty one seventeen. I don't know. I figured since they're like professional, they'd probably get a lot of points. <laughs> what? Why is this? Like, if this is like a college game, then maybe it'd be lower. But since they're like professionals, they're probably really good. They're probably going to rack up a lot of points, right? All right. So next week, we'll circle back to this and we'll see if, how close that was to 56 and 40 to 49. Who knows? Actually, if the game was that, if, if it was 56 to 49, game to watch because it'll be high scoring. Every, everything will be a touchdown. And like, I, I would definitely be, be, be great to see that. I'm doing I'm doing the Donald Trump arm crossing thing right now. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, I'm just really optimistic about this game, and I want everyone to enjoy it. That's why I'm predicting that. All right, and that was this week's cat takes on sports. Speaking of predictions, something um, that I'm more familiar with is coming up, and it's the Grammys. Yes, yes. Um, next next Sunday is the Grammys, and um, yeah, the we want the sixtieth Grammys. Yeah, um, I can't believe it's sixty years old and nobody shut it down yet. It's cool, but yeah, yeah, it just gets more and more powerful. I think they're just to give a reference as to uh, why this Grammys is a big deal. It is uh, located in Madison Square Garden. They're prepared to announce. Uh, I think it's some some excellence award to Jay Z. Um, oh, yeah, they're, they're giving some excellence award to Jay Z. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a big. There's a lot of good performances. Cat, you know who's performing? No. I think I saw it was like Rihanna, Cardi B, <gasps> um, um, Bruno Mars, uh, Ed Sheeran, and a couple other people. I think are performing. Um, Maybe is Rihanna performing with Kendrick Lamar? I think okay. I think that that's what she's doing. Yeah. 
Um, so do you think that them giving Jay-Z an excellence award would be like an excuse not to give them an actual award this year? Because he's nominated for no, a bunch of things. No, it, it's, it's the other way around. They're giving him an excellence award because he knows he's winning almost everything. But we'll talk about it when we do these nominations predictions in a second. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through um, some of these categories and then keep track. And then the non-boring non categories. Yeah, there's some of these that are too specific, like... The instrumental one, I'm sorry, I don't know who they are. Yeah, sorry for any country uh, fans, but we're not gonna go over that at all. Yes, sorry. I do like that. I like one, I like a couple country songs, but they're all, none of them are, have been nominated and they're yeah, all from like four years ago. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna keep track of our predictions and then we'll see how we did, um, how we do next week. Right. So, do you wanna start off with the big one? Record of the year. I, I think we should go backwards from what we talked about. Okay. I think we should go backwards. Okay, so we're probably going to end up starting with the rap section. Yeah, let's, let's do the rap stuff first. Get okay. So, should there be a prize for whoever, like, if we disagree on something? Oh, no. I mean, are we keeping a tally here on who gets more, more right? Yes. Okay, cool. We'll do, just do bragging rights then. Bragging rights? Okay, okay. I mean, I have a, maybe we'll agree on stuff, but the ones that we will we'll disagree, we'll, we'll make sure we take a note of that. No, so, keep telling everything. We don't want to be agreeing on. Okay. So, best rap, best rap song. Start best rap song? Okay. Um. All right, cool. To be clear, this is songwriter, correct? Yes. So the nominees for best rap song, and keep in mind, yeah, it is a songwriter's award. Mm -hmm. So um, it would go to the people actually writing the lyrics. So you get Bodak Yellow, Chase Me, um, it's a Run the Jewels, Danger Mouse featuring Run the Jewels and Big Boy, Humble, obviously Kendrick Lamar, Sassy, Rhapsody, and The Story of OJ by Jay-Z. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go first, Kat. All right. Um, so I think, you know, I, I mean, obviously the top two are either going to be humble, humble or the story of OJ. Um, I feel like I might go to the story of OJ. We'll be in agreement on that. Jay-Z is not losing anything today. Keep that in mind. <laughs> I think he might lose some things because like he's up against Kendrick Lamar, who had an amazing year. Okay. So, Keep that um, same energy, Kat. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Um, so you're saying you're agreeing that it's Jay-Z. Yeah. Okay. Let me just type that down. Best rap song for you, OG. Okay. Next up. Best rap performance. And the nominees are Bounce Back by Big Sean. Bodak Yellow by Cardi B, 444, 444 by Jay-Z, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, and Bad and Bougie by Migos featuring Lil Uzi Vert. So what do they mean by rap performance? Just like as a whole? Yeah, like I, I like this is the weirdest award because I think this has to do with how the song did overall. So I, okay, I, I'll let you go first, actually. So... I think it's gonna. Hmm. If all right, you know, I, I'll, I'll actually 
Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I wanted, I, I, okay, I wanna, okay. I think it's gonna go to Humble. Okay, why? Just because Kendrick Lamar is just so universally liked. <laughs> and um, like Bad and Bougie, like it's a, Bad and Bougie was a really, really big deal, I think, at least in the hip hop, hip hop scene. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't think it translates, unfortunately, like everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it's going to end up going to Kendrick. Okay, so this is like the one award that Jay Z is not winning, uh -huh. and uh, I think it's actually going to go to Bodak Yellow. Oh. I feel like th this is this is the one award that the the Grammy the Grammys got to give to the underdog sort of thing. Okay, you know what I mean. So to get to, to not make people too mad for all the other awards. True, and um, I mean I think that'd be really cool. I just don't. I'm not optimistic enough in the Grammys to recognize this has, Cardi B. This one, has nothing, this one has nothing to do with the lyrics. This True. one has nothing to do with the sales, really. You know what I mean? This one more has to do with the overall perspective of the song. And I think the song uh, broke broke a lot of records. And yeah. Stuff for her. And if, if they were if they were to ignore Bodak Yellow, I mean, like, regardless of how you feel about Cardi B's, like, skill or talent or how good of that song is, it did well, break I, a lot I of I mean, obviously, they, they're not ignoring her that much if she's performing at the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? True. True. But still, like, I mean, they, I mean, they can, they still ignore, they manage to, like, snub a lot of people. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. And there, I think there would be an uproar, but I think it'd be really cool if Bodak Yellow, if it went to Bodak Yellow. I think it would, it would deserve it, too. For sure. So. Absolutely. All right. Next up, best rap slash sung performance. So this is for a solo or collaborative performance containing both elements of R&B melodies and rap. So, oh, man. Problems. Of, you're going to hate me because I don't actually know how to pronounce this person. It's, it's just black. There's a six. Blood, yeah. Okay. This is like when <laughs> this is just like when I um first heard of Dead Mouse, like my freshman year. Yeah. And like it was I only see the name like on the internet. I only read it. And so like I thought it was like, is it Dead Mouse 5? No. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, Crew by Gold Link, featuring Brent Fies and Shy Glizzy. Family Feud by Jay-Z featuring Beyonce. Loyalty, Kendrick Lamar featuring Rihanna. Love Galore featuring or SZA featuring Travis Scott. So I'm telling you straight up, straight up, Beyonce is not losing this award. Beyonce is not losing this award. This is the only time Beyonce's name came up in the entire Grammy list. She's not losing the award for sure. But I mean, she lost last year for right. like best album. Right. So why would she still won I mean, other awards? She this is literally the only time she the Grammys need Beyonce to win. Basically, I don't know. They just like they they are fine with snubbing her over you're the years. Not understand, you're not understanding. She's won other awards, even though she lost a big one. They still had moments for her to go up on stage and TV time and stuff like that. I guess she, when it, when it's this when it's this specific category when it's like a she, rap or R and B genre, they'll give it to her. For sure, this is the only time she's nominated in the whole show, so she's has, she has to win this award. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would watch garbage, but. Crew by Gold Link was the viral jam of summer 2017, but he's not going to win it. 
unfortunately. Love Galore by SZA and Travis Scott. Like, I don't know. I, it would be cool if they won, but you're right. They probably won't. It's a bad time for people to go like, up against Jay-Z. Yeah, I feel like loyalty. <laughs> it's a bad time. I feel like loyalty um, and Love Galore are kind of like on the same the same um, status in a way. When compared I, to family, I, I, I would I would disagree because Love Galore got more a lot more radio play than Loyalty did. Okay. Loyalty was Loyalty Loyalty was overlooked a lot by other songs on that project, which is kind of sad. But yeah, it's a really good song, um, and not just because Rihanna's on it, but you know, <laughs> we know Cat, we know. Um, and also Rihanna gets snubbed by the Grammys all the time. Because she's always like up against Beyonce or something, and like I don't Beyonce know. Beyonce effect, <laughs> never lost. <laughs> but she's like she's so underappreciated. Um, by at least by awards, or just like I listen, I listen to Rihanna's anti album so much compared to like other we albums. Know that. On the, on the, okay, we know all right. That. Let's move on. Let's move on to the best rap album. So, um. Best rap album. The nominees were 444 by Jay Z, Damn by Kendrick Lamar, Culture by Migos, Layla's Wisdom by Rhapsody, and Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. And can I just say that I really wish Flower Boy could win because it's an amazing album, but I know it's not. And I think, oh, okay. Do you want to say what your prediction is to win? Or? Yeah, I, I, I think Damn deserves it. Damn deserves it if 444 is taking it. I I think Dam deserves it. I think Dam is gonna win. Let me tell you this. I think four forty four deserves it because I don't think Jay Z's been winning album of the year, and they need to, they need to give this album something. So, so it's uh, all just politics. A hundred percent, cat. How do you how do you not <laughs> did you not see any of the Grammys before? It's a hundred percent politics. A hundred percent politics. Is it because just like so? What is it about Jay Z? I guess that um. That trumps Kendrick Lamar, like in terms of politics. Like, is it because he has just he's that powerful in the music industry with like title and stuff, or is it just his reputation, or is it like right, how long right, he's been? Right, right, right. Hold on, I'll say this, and like this, this might not be it. What I'm saying, but this is just what I think, right? Having Jay Z win a Grammy does more for the Grammys than Kendrick Lamar winning a Grammy. Jay Z has done more for the Grammys than Kendrick Lamar has. Like, what do you mean? Like, what is ha what has Kendrick? Uh, what has Jay Z done? All right, for right. So Jay Z is in that in that tier of artists that it matters if he attends the Grammys. The Grammys mm -hmm. does not give a fuck about Kendrick Lamar attending the Grammys. True. Okay, I see that. And um, nowadays, don't attend if they're not winning. That that's a big thing. In, in his public, even in, like Kanye and Beyonce has talked about that. Like, like oh, I shouldn't say Beyonce. Beyonce's people have talked about that. Does not attend award shows if she's not winning. That's the thing. Like, she does not attend award shows if she's not winning. Jay Z does not attend award shows if he's not winning. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's it's a thing. So, I I think it matters more for the Grammys for Jay Z to win than it does for Kendrick. Now. I'm not saying that Kendrick doesn't deserve it. Kendrick does deserve it, but I all it, it, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But when we talk about the actual album of the year, I don't think Jay Z is winning it, which is I don't why think so I either. Think, which is why I think he'll win this one. Okay, you know I mean? that's a, I think that's that that makes a lot of sense. 
Okay. All right. So now moving on outside of the rap section. Mm -hmm. um, Wait, you didn't say who, who you think is going to win. I did. I said I think Dam's going to win. Oh, okay. My bad. I didn't hear. <laughs> okay. R&B is next. Best R&B performance. So um, nominees are Get You by Daniel Caesar featuring Kali Yukis. Bay. No. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I paused because <laughs> that Will said comment on Kelly Gus. Distraction by Kalani. Hi by Ladice. Lettuce. Lettuce. See. Lettuce. Sorry. That's what I like by Bruno Mars and The Weeknd by SZA. And I was surprised that that's what I like was on this list. Yeah. So um, I, I guess I'll give my prediction right away. That's what I like is going to win this. But I don't think Bruno Mars is that this is not an R&B album. This is definitely not an R&B album, but I think no, I think that, are, that song that song will win it. It's Bruno Mars. And yeah, there was like maybe one R&B song on there, and it's the one I'm calling on my lovelies. I would probably mm -hmm. consider that. I would consider that an one R&B song. And it's just like it was such a big year for R&B. They could have found a lot of other people. Like, yo, why wasn't Frank Ocean nominated? Yeah, wait, did that come out this year? Or at the end of 2016, but Starboy was not. Well, we'll get to that. We, like, like, like it, it, there's a cutoff time, you know what I mean? And if it comes out, then it goes into the next year. So it came out at the end of 2016. Yeah, you know, you can't have um, Obama put one of Frank Ocean's songs on his like list of top 2017 songs and not even nominate Frank Ocean. Right, right. And, and I, I say I say Frank Ocean, but there was a lot of other people too that could have been nominated. Than Bruno Mars, I just felt like they 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 want to make Bruno Mars into an R and B artist, but he's pop, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, if if it wasn't if it wasn't Bruno Mars, I would either want Daniel Caesar or SZA. Probably leaning more towards SZA to get the yeah. award. Um. All right, next up, best traditional R and B performance. So. Nominees, Laugh and Move On by The Baylor Project, Redbone by Childish Gambino, What I'm Feeling by Anthony ha Anthony Hamilton featuring the Hamiltons, All the Way by, <laughs> can you tell me how to pronounce the name? Lettucey? Lettucey. Lettucey. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sorry. You don't know either? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> and Still by Molly Music. So, um. This, this category really confuses me. Because, like, again, there's so much R&B that came out last year. And no offense to any Anthony Hamilton fans, but, yo, like, nobody's listening to Anthony Hamilton in 2017. Like, nobody. Let's be real. Um, it's going to be a red bone. Childish Gambino, if he doesn't win this, then they obviously have something that against Childish Gambino. Because, like, he, I, I, I don't – I personally don't know. Maybe it's because maybe I'm ignorant to it. I don't know, I don't know who Molly Music is. Or the Baylor Project, you know what I mean? But I just know that there was a lot of other R&B acts that could that should have been nominated in this category. Who else would you have liked to see on this nominee list for traditional R&B? I for sure would have put Sanfa. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Daniel, Daniel Caesar has some traditional R&B joints. Uh, um, even, you know, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but even Khalif fits this category, you know? Yeah, but I also have things to we'll, say we'll about talk it. about it we'll talk about um it. but i think i mean redbone yeah has got to win like that's a clear winner yeah maybe maybe actually they're he, they're putting him up against all these other people because it's like an obvious thing they want him to win i put sabrina claudio in here too 
Oh my god, yeah. But she maybe got she's got an incredible like, album. Yeah. Um best R&B song. So this is another songwriters award. So the people that actually wrote it. Um first vegan um location. Is that the Khalid? Yeah, Khalid song. Oh my god, yeah. I hate that song. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Redbone. Um, oh, Donald Glover wrote that. That's cool. Supermodel. Uh, this is a song, and that's what I like by Bruno Mars. Again, I don't don't quite get that, but. All right. So, uh, do you want to go in your Khalid rant first, or should I? Okay. So, I mean, maybe it's just because I I don't like it, the voice and the song, the style. Like when I listen to the song, I feel like I'm going to sleep, and I I don't understand the appeal. But I'm like, but I'm thinking like maybe it's just not for me. Like I don't maybe he's actually talented and I just don't enjoy it. Like there are artists out there that like I can respect their craft and everything, but I'm just, I just not into it. So that's how I feel about it. And like, whenever his music comes on, I'm like, Oh my God. And I turn it off. But, um, that's what I was thinking was the case. So I'm like super biased when Khalid's on the list, just cause I don't like his style. Right, Sorry. Right. So here, here's my thing. I, I have an opposite perspective on that. I actually think he has a good voice. I think he has a good voice, and I do like some songs on his album. Like, he he has some pretty tight joints, right? Mm -hmm. But let me talk to you about this song, about Location, right? So, literally, Location is is his... Um, all right, so I'm going to use Eminem as an example, right? Eminem, my favorite Eminem album is... The Marshall Matters LP, the first one, right? And there's so many great songs on that project, but the real Slim Shady was the one that they chose to run with, and it's like so trash. I hate that song, right? And that is what location is for for Khalid versus that. The song is trash. It's garbage. Like it's it's annoying. It's it's the worst. It's like so the worst R and B joint. Yeah, the worst R and B joint on this list. I, I if Redbone doesn't win, I they obviously have something against Gambino because it like Khalid definitely doesn't deserve it. I'm sorry, they picked the wrong scissors song to put on this category. Bruno again, why is he R and B listed as R and B? And who I don't even know what the first song is. <laughs> yeah, um maybe I should give Khalid a chance because it's mainly that one song i'm like the album was good if you go back to listen to this album it's good it's just that this song is so terrible so um okay well if it'll probably go redbone um but it'll be interesting to see childish gambino versus bruno mars and that's a weird that's a weird song that they picked for scissor like why wouldn't they right. do the weekend or the weekend or um love galore right that's weird i found it i found that strange too um okay then the next one is best urban contemporary album and that's like it's like a newly recorded contemporary vocal tracks derivative of r&b so interesting okay all right so the, all right wait that's the nominees for one but sorry yeah, i'm jumping so, <laughs> the nominees are Free Black by Black, Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino, American Teen by Khalid, Control by SZA, and Starboy by The Weeknd, which I was like, wait, what? 
All right, let's keep it a bug. Let's keep it a bug. Let's keep it 100. Starboy had the best album out of all of these. The album was amazing. Until now, I still have it in heavy rotation. It's a great album, right? But it's not going to win because, like, it barely made the cut. And I feel like compared to some of these other ones, it lost a lot of momentum. Um, Yeah. Now, I, I will say this. Like, Awaken My Love deserves it 100%. Um, I would even say Free Black deserves it. I thought Free Black was amazing too, but again, it was in 2016. Like it feels like it's it's, it's been way too long, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I think SZA wins. This is one that SZA wins. I think she's gonna win this too, and I'd be again, so happy for her. <laughs> again, Gambino and The Weeknd would deserve it over this, but I think that just because of the situation and how long it's been and stuff, her album was the most fresh out of all of these. You know what I mean? album dropped in what june i think and all these dropped uh american teen dropped in i think february and all the other ones dropped in 2016. yeah know? and um you know well star the weekend Starboy, like it had a lot of singles coming out but the last time a new single came out i feel like it's been a while control oh awaken my love like the big single that came out was Redbone, but then you didn't really i feel like you didn't really hear anything else from the album um and then control is right now is like in the sweet spot like people are like it's it still seems like you know you're getting into it um or it's like being played over and over again like it's hot right now so it makes sense for SZA to win um all right best rap best R&B album Fruitian by Daniel Caesar Let Love Rule by Lenny <laughs> 24 Karat Magic which is Bruno Mars Gumbo by PJ Morton and Feel the Real by Music Soul Child. Um, do you think Tony for Carrot Magic was gonna win? It sucks because I think it's gonna win. It, 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 it is gonna win, but like Daniel Caesar really deserves this award. His album was incredible. Like I and it was I like R and B deep. I, it's a real R and B album. You know what I mean? I got so deep in my feelings listening to that album. Incredible, but Bruno Mars is gonna win. For sure. Mm-hmm. Also, I just realized I haven't been typing these down. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> um, okay. So um, now we're out of the R&B section. Do you want to? Oh, scrolling, scrolling. Okay, now we're in the pop section. So best pop solo performance. Nominees are. Love So Soft by Kelly Clarkson, Praying by Kesha, Million Reasons by Lady Gaga, What About Us by Pink, and Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. And I think it's very obvious who's going to win. Yeah, it's definitely Kesha. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, oh, I man. mean, I would like Kesha to win. No, but man. Like, Listen, no, no. I'm very Jerry Seinfeld about Kesha. Um, oh, like the hugging. Oh, my God. That was so <laughs> awkward. Um, no, thanks. No, thanks. <laughs> so we both agree that Shape of You is going to win. Yeah, Shape of You is definitely winning. Um, yeah, that's just, yeah, sorry, everyone else. Um, best pop duo slash group performance. Wait, hold on. What do you mean, so, sorry, sorry, everyone else? Did you not like Shape of You? No. You're bugging. You're bugging. What a hater. Well, also, like, it's, like, such a bigger single than everyone else. Like, it's just so clear, like... In that aspect, it's like, sorry, like, it's obvious. 
Yeah. But no, I, on the other hand, no, I did not like it. Sorry. You're fucking songs fire. It's just weird. I it just doesn't, I don't think it fits what I see Ed Sheeran doing, but whatever. Hater. Hater. <laughs> I, I don't care. I'm sure I'm a Ed Sheeran hater, whatever. Actually, I do really like the first, that very first single I came out with. <laughs> What's it called? Domina. Domina. Yeah. That one. I like that one. Best pop duo slash performance nominees are. Something just like this by the Chainsmokers and Coldplay. Despacito, Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Feel It Still by Portugal the Man. Stay, Zed by Zed and Alessia Cara. And oh, Despacito, obviously, Louis Fonzie and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. And I think Despacito should win. I think the Chainsmokers should win. So, but do you, who do you think should win? I just said, I think the Chainsmokers should win. Why? Why do you think the Chainsmokers should win? So, you got to keep in mind, Despacito's, Despacito's bound to win bigger things in this award. This, oh, do you think it just doesn't fit this category? Because I would yeah, agree. The best, all right, when you, when you see performance after every award, that's like, the, that's like the award that it's okay for the underdog to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, like that's why I said Cardi B was going to win the rap one, because... It's okay for, for them to give. That's like the expendable, expendable award, you know? Okay. I well, think Chainsmokers is winning this one. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, Despacito, I need to check back and see if it's on other categories. Because if it's one that fits it better, then like even like Song of the Year, I think he could go to oh, Despacito. Oh, well, for sure. For sure. Like we're going to talk about Despacito in a little bit. But yeah. Not, I wouldn't be surprised. Not in, this, not in this category. I wouldn't be surprised if something just like this won, though, because the chain smokers, for some reason, get so much credit when they don't deserve it. You're bugging, bro. You're a chain smokers hater, too. I, oh chain smokers is like, they're like guilty pleasures in a way, but all their songs sound the same and their lyrics are so stupid. But we can just, we can move on. It all sounds like this. It all sounds like this. You're a hater. All the beats are like, duh. Dun, 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 dun. It's all the same, okay? It works. I guess. Okay, best traditional pop vocal album. Actually, we're gonna really skip that one. No, we're gonna skip that one. Sorry. Shout out to <laughs> best pop vocal album. Okay. Let yeah yeah let's do it. let's run it. Kaleidoscope EP by Coldplay, Lust for Life by Lana Del Rey, Evolve by Imagine Dragons, Rainbow by Kesha, Joanne by Lady Gaga, and Divide by Ed Sheeran. All right, let's sit, let's talk about it right now. Lana Del Rey, Lust for Life was a really, 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 really good album. Mm-hmm. But but that boy Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. That's what I'm calling him. He got it on lock. Yeah, it's gonna be Ed Sheeran. Divide. We agree with that. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, we're not doing dance or any of that stuff. Are we doing rock? Fuck no. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> that was aggressive. I'm sorry. It's just like I- I'm just gonna go for for Mastodon for everything. So we're just not doing that. Um, I just want to make sure that we didn't miss anything. Um, before going, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just gonna go straight into the bigger ones. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought I missed something, but I did. Okay, so 
You got to go start for best new artist, right? Best new artist. Yes, you are correct. So the um, the nominees for best new artist are Alessia Cara, Khalid, Lil Uzi Vert, Julia Michaels, and SZA. So um, one, I was surprised that Alessia Cara was on this because I totally thought she would have like been on a previous year, but I think she's going to win. You think Alessia Cara is going to win for real? Yeah. Yeah, she's big and like... I feel like when you're a pop, a break, a best new artist in pop, you have a better chance of winning over if you're a best a, a new artist in um in like a rap or R and B category. And like that's because like that's because I'm not that's not how I feel, but that's just seeing how the Grammys have um its history. It's just that's how it seems like it goes. Well, for that, I say Julia Michaels. What what genre of music is she? She makes alternative music, but she transcended okay. her alternative song into the pop scene. And well, she, she charted yeah. really high with that song, Issues. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, there you go. So if you're in like that realm of like pop music, um, alternative pop, you're probably going to get recognized easier right. in an award show versus R&B or rap. You know what? Oh. Shout out to uh, Luv, little Uzi Vert. Yeah, it would have been cool if he won. Um, to I think it'd be and, awesome if he won. Like he blew up. This is yeah. a two. Right, but let's be real. It's it's Julia Michaels. Really? Okay, so I think it's gonna be Alessia Cara. She's a really good singer. Um, but I think her <laughs> her songs are so like for teenagers. Like you can just tell. It's just like. Like there's that one song where like she's at a party and she like hates everything. She's like, oh, like, why am I even here? I'm just like sitting in a corner. It's like, why don't you just leave that? I get so annoyed when I listen to that. I don't know what you're talking about. What song is that? Um, hold on. it's like her the first song that she came out with. Weird. Um, I've there's actually a Vine that um is like this is Alessia Cara music and it's just like hey you're beautiful don't let it, like don't listen to anyone else like I mean obviously it's good advice but it's just like really high school if that makes sense right but you know good for her good for her she's a positive force and um it, the song's called here doesn't really tell you very much but like good for her you know like teenage girls need that so um best new artist I think it's gonna be her Alessia Cara very talented girl. And then you think it's gonna be Julia. Julia Mike. Julia Michael sounds like like a chef. <laughs> um, okay. So then moving on to Song of the Year. So this goes to the songwriters. Also, it's crazy how many people work on a song. Like there's like like eight people on a song. That's crazy. Okay, nominees are Despacito, 444, Issues, 1-800-273-8255. Um, that's what I like. Well, I'll say this. So the 1-800 joint, right, you notice that it's a hip-hop song, but it wasn't nominated in any hip-hop categories, right? That's interesting. So that's by logic. And... 
and it has Alessia Cara and Khalid in it. <laughs> right. I like Khalid's voice in that song though, actually. And I, at first, I thought it was Frank Ocean. This this is the Grammy. This is the Grammys being woke. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Grammy it has a good woke. message. It has Whatever, a good message. Trash. Let's keep it. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck. The song is trash. The song is trash. It should have gone to the casita, but let's move on. <laughs> well, I think I think Logic is going to be a one-hit wonder. He seems like a really nice person, no, but no, I think that's 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 wonder. not possible because he's already had like four hits. But I really, think, yeah, he's. He sells out arena tours, cat. Okay. For like a few years now. Oh well, okay. Well then. Um. So. I mean, I'm not a fan of him. I'm not a fan of his, but like, I I know I recognize real. You know what I mean? Maybe I I just don't know. I just don't know. Sorry, logic. Um. So I think it's gonna go to Despacito. If it doesn't go to Despacito, it has to. Like that, this is gonna be the the award that Jay Z loses. I think. You disagree? <laughs> you think I'm gonna have four forty four? What I, I I already told you, it's gonna know the one eight hundred song. Oh really? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Every year the, the Grammys has that one one category where they gotta be woke. That's that's the one. But okay, so then why is Despacito gonna win? We'll get to it. We're already. We're already on. Oh, mm, okay. All right. Maybe. Oh, actually, no, I agree. This is songwriters, right? This is a songwriter award. The one, the one that I just, we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In that case, it would, I think I would, I'm going to change my vote. And oh, wait, what, what, what is this? Well, you, you can't be changing your vote like that. No, because I forgot it was a songwriter's one, and it's about the lyrics, right? It's going to go to 100. No, yeah. no, it's not. Whatever. No, I didn't. Shut up. It's going to go to 100. You're agree with everything that I'm saying because you know that you're going you're gonna to lose. Wow, that's wrong. That's fake news. Um, <laughs> no. Um, okay, so the next, the next album, the next one is Album of the Year. Mm-hmm. And this goes to... <clears throat> The artists, featured artists, the songwriters, producers, engineers, every everyone. Um, Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino, 444 by Jay-Z, Damn by Kendrick Lamar, Melodrama by Lord, 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. <laughs> All right. So I wanna I wanna hear I wanna hear what you gotta say on this. I mean, I'm gonna stick to Kendrick Lamar, damn. Woo, bugging is definitely Bruno Mars. A hundred percent Bruno Mars. Okay. I mean, I would be happy with if he won. I'd be happy with 24 Karat Magic winning because I thoroughly enjoyed that album. But I just think it's funny, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like a pop album, like up against like songs that are like serious you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but okay that, that, that's a good one to that, that'll be um an exciting one to watch album of the year i'm typing that down right now Wilson is 24 karat magic and then i am damn so then the last one is record of the year and that goes to the artists and producers so everyone, again, yeah, basically. 
The other um, one was songwriters. This one's for everybody. Yeah. So it would be Redbone by Childish Gambino, Despacito by Louis Fonzi and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber, The Story of OJ by Jay-Z, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, and 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. I think it's going to go to Despacito. This is the one that you were talking about. Is this the one? What the fuck, You literally taking my answers. You heard me say I was going to pick Despacito on this one, and you're going to take it too? I'm over this. No, because I I forgot that the song of the year was about songwriters. And it's obviously going to go to the one that's talking about, like, how you shouldn't kill yourself because it's about the words. When it's record of the year, obviously it's going to go to – if I want, if I thought I was trying to get your answer, I would have been like, "Oh, the story of OJ." But it's gonna obviously go to Despacito. It was like the number one song for so long. Look, maybe we're just both really smart. I, I should, I should let you go first every single time. I did go first a lot of times, most of the times. It's the times that I went first that you just changed your mind, right? That's a that is false. I will write down all of the times that we disagreed. <laughs> Which is at this point like maybe two times. Maybe we just have a really close um you know opinions on things. So So I'm either bugging or I'm stealing your answer. You're bugging and stealing my answers. No. <laughs> All right, well, those are our predictions. Um, we'll, should we post these on our Facebook? And then we can see. I don't know. We'll think about it. Okay. So next week is the Grammys, and um, I'm probably going to watch it. As usual, Wilson is just going to read tweets about it. Yeah, watch the Royal Rumble. Watch Finn Balor win the Royal Rumble next week. All the wrestling fans. But, um... I think it's time for our two minute tantrum. Two minute tantrum. So I'm gonna go now. So what I'm gonna rant about in this episode is about women's sizes, women's clothing sizes. It is never consistent. Every time I go into a store, I'm like, all right, it's a complete toss up. I'm gonna just grab stuff that looks nice. I'll like peek at the size, but honestly, who knows? And I'm gonna go in, maybe have like a couple sizes and we'll see where it goes from there. When we go shopping with Matt, when we're shopping with Matt or like any, you know, if I'm going with my brother or something, he knows what size to get. It's this number and this number. That's amazing to me. I currently have, like, I know I love Old Navy, obviously, you probably all know that by now, but I realize that even Old Navy has its problems. They, I have currently own four, four jeans in the same style, the same brand. So it's all Old Navy, all old, all rock star style jeans. They're just different colors. However, all four of them all fit differently. One of them fits perfectly. One of them is too loose. One of them is a little too tight. One of them is very, very tight. It's like basically two sizes too small. And, but that's crazy because they all say the same size and literally they're just the different four different colors in that, in that section. So I, I don't understand why it has to be so hard for women to shop for clothes because why can't we just do the same thing where it's like our measurements, but maybe, I don't know, maybe like the hips situation, the butt situation is different. I don't know. But why, why is it that when I go into the store, I can't just like, I might be like, 
medium here or like an extra large here. There's such a big difference. And um, maybe next time I'm just gonna start shopping for shoes because I know what I'm gonna be in those sections. So yeah, F you women's clothing, get it together. All right, wow, that was um, pretty intense. <laughs> pretty intense. It's, right. it's ridiculous. Okay, well, I'll start my rant right about now. All right, you piece of shit. I'm talking about you, the people that can't drive in the rain. I'm over it. You know, I guess maybe because I haven't driven anywhere else outside of Florida in the rain, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point it this towards Floridian drivers in the rain. How, how bad is it for you? How, like, how dumb are you guys? Like, you can't drive when there's a little bit of water on the ground. You have to drive like four miles an hour. Like, yo, I'm going to be late dumbass like think about how many times you have to leave like earlier to go to work when it's raining because you get on howard franklin or anywhere else and it's like moving two miles an hour just because the person in front of you thinks that he's gonna slip off the road come on like is the situation really that bad and you know let me ask you like anybody else that's driven outside of florida is it bad outside of florida too i think that what it is is like maybe because it rains so much here and People are just so used to the roads being wet. You would figure you would figure that it wouldn't be this bad. But yo, like honestly, if it's raining outside, I don't even want to drive anymore. Just Uber because like it's it's. I already know. I already know I'm going to be aggravated. Probably flip the bird at somebody. Probably honk like two or three times. Over it. I don't like being mad all the time, especially when I'm driving. I like my drives to be smooth. Probably listen to some music, ignore somebody's texts. Probably listen to the podcast. I don't want to. I don't want to be aggravated and have to like maneuver my way around places because Sam or whoever wants to drive two miles an hour. No, I'm over this. Learn how to drive, piece of shit. Good job. You actually had 20 seconds left. Oh wow. Well I my shit was over. <laughs> you said what you you said what you had no, my to shit say. Was over. no like oh okay have, how was our timers different? Because I forgot that I'm I'm timing the whole thing. Wow, gotcha. I'm off. Wow, I'm I'm glad that I was able to let let off that steam. Um, let out that steam. Let off that steam. I don't know the phrase, but you know, I feel better now. (laughs) Um, so another, it's time to segue into our last segment of the episode, and that's the. Cringe moment of the week. Trump was at the a pro-life event. He was speaking there. It was like the March for Babies or some shit, something like that. March for Life. Right. <laughs> and um, in this, he's giving a speech, but in the speech, as usual, he says something that doesn't completely make sense. Um, here's the clip. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month it is wrong it has to change okay so i think he meant aborted not born at this point who knows what he meant to be real like he's saying okay so babies are allowed to be born from his or her mother's womb or whatever after nine months. That's usually what happens when you give birth, right? You want the baby to stay in there for nine months. <laughs> right, right. Um, I mean, so I think so, 
so like like I, I mean you would you would like to think that he probably meant aborted right but let's be honest out of all the, the crazy things he said mm-hmm. he, he probably meant born he probably meant born <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't know how like babies work, you know. And um, it's but either way, you know, he said he says it's wrong. They need to stay in there. Keep them in there for at least a couple more months. Right. Right. Um, and then someone was saying like maybe he meant torn, like babies are allowed to be torn out of their mother's womb. But still, it's like uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um. But stick to the stick to your script, Trump. Yeah, man. I'll Worry about it. getting this government not shut down. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Get the panda cams up again. Thank you. Yeah, hey, we need we need those cams. So that about wraps it up. We're gonna check in next week and see how our Grammy predictions did. Um. Let us know who you think sh- will win, who you think should win, and who do you think will probably get snubbed and who doesn't deserve to get snubbed. <laughs> um, I'm, sh- I'm excited for new GIFs that- or GIFs that will be coming out of the Grammys. You know, whenever there's an award show, there's always really good good uh, GIFs that come out. Right, when they catch all the losers. <laughs> they The Grammys kept posting um, GIFs of Rihanna. At the, la- at the last one, and people were like, no way are you going to use Rihanna to, like, hype up your Grammy's performance, but at the same time snub her from getting any awards, which I agree with. Wow. I mean, all the, all the what do they call it, Rihanna Navy? The Navy. Yep. <laughs> That's me. So, um, yeah, and while you're... While you're interested in the Grammy predictions, also make sure that you check out our latest playlist that we just posted on Spotify. Yeah, I think we have some Grammy nominees on there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we also, um, if you are following that playlist, but you want to see past playlists that we've posted, they're all still on our profile. You just have to click on our name and then you'll see all of them that we've ever posted. Yeah, nothing but great playlists to be real. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that that wraps it up. Episode twenty one in the books. In the books, yeah. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. Oh, but make sure that you continue to share our podcast with your friends. Make sure you rate our episode, rate um, us on iTunes, and SoundCloud because it helps us with visibility, so people can know more about officially legit. Um, yeah. And yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Too Official Too Legit. Um, make sure, like she mentioned, our Spotify and Apple Music playlist officially legit jams. Um, make sure you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at WZ Happening. That's what is happening. You already know what's up. And you can find me at, at Catlin Design on Twitter and Facebook, and then Catlin on Facebook. All right, let's wrap it up. See you guys next week. Bye. From his or her mother's womb, 